0: The current model of dating is so damaging for women. I was just not able to understand why a good-hearted, hardworking, well-educated, attractive woman would have such a hard time in dating and love. And so I decided to figure it out. All these media outlets and TV outlets were interested in this personal story. It's incredible. It brought me to like global fame. The power of telling your personal stories is really what, you know, creates that connection. Have you
1: ever wondered how successful businesses and thought leaders keep landing those big media opportunities and keep the buzz going around what they're up to? it's not just by chance. They're all using the power of storytelling. I'm Nicola J. Rowley and with over 25 years in the media as both a journalist and PR expert, I'm here to help you unlock the story potential for both you and your brand. Everything starts with a story. This is the Power of Storytelling podcast. Hello, hello. It's brilliant to have you with us for another episode of the podcast. Now, my guest today, I'm really excited to bring her to you because she's transformed the lives of so many women and business owners, ambitious women at that. She's a leading international relationship and dating expert. And not only that, she's had over 500 clients engaged in the past Six years. And that's a pretty impressive track record. I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast the wonderful Sammy Wonder. Thanks
0: for having me.
1: Now, my understanding of your story before we kind of go into what it is that you do and everything else is that you actually had a, a different career, a much different career to, than doing what you do now. And you'd actually
0: trained as an economist. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. So I am a trained economist, and I have a master's degree in public policy. And now for nearly a decade, I've been a love coach for highly ambitious, strong, successful women. And my career transition happened Primarily because of two reasons. The first one was my own personal struggles with men. So I believe in all forms of love, but I am an expert at heterosexual uh, romantic relationships. And I was just not able to understand why a good hearted, hardworking, well educated, reasonably attractive woman would have such a hard time in dating and love. And so I decided to figure it out. I've always been. A good student. And whenever I set my mind to find solutions to something, I figure it out and figure it out. I did. And the messages I learned changed and transformed my personal life in such a massive way. I met and attracted my husband literally within a year of, you know, my own personal transformation. He proposed within 9 months, we're married for over 10 years, have two beautiful boys. He's so supportive of my career success. And so I knew that I wasn't the only woman who was going through that pain and going through that heartbreak and that there were millions and millions of ambitious successful women who ask themselves every day, like, can't I not have it all? Like, do I have to choose between having an amazing career and coming back home to an amazing relationship that lights me up? And this is where I decided that I'm going to ditch economics, ditch masters in public policy and become a love coach. And I remember my parents just going, become what? <laughs>
1: because it's a big change, right? It's a big change. Economist, you know, you're, you've just done a master's, like you're doing amazingly well as far as they're concerned. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, I know that this is my calling. How did you know that that was the direction that you needed to go in? I know you had quite a lot of experience where you'd you been dating, you'd had some heartbreak as well, but how did you know No, actually, I'm going to help others sort this out as well.
0: You know, I believe in astrology as well. So just on a side note, you know, I was recently speaking to my trusted astrologist and he said to me, you are doing what you were born to do. Like when we look at your past lives and all your, you know, karmic, you are supposed to be helping women with their love lives. And I know it sounds really woo-woo, but I truly believe that, you know, I have a multi-seven figure per year business today. And that abundance is really just a reflection of the number of people I am helping and the number of women I'm able to impact. And so I think it was just a deep inner knowing. And when you have a personal transformation to the extent that I had it, you know, I've always been a good student, achievement is something that I could work hard for and always crack it. But when it came to love, it's vulnerable and you're not always in control. And the emotions that love and dating and, you know, heartbreak and marriages bring up, you know, not even the most high achieving amongst us can sometimes deal with the pain of that. And so what I felt like I had hit upon were messages that were life-changing for me. And there was just a a backing of passion and inner knowing that made me sort of jump into this crazy career decision. My parents didn't know that there was a title called Love Coach.
1: I love it though. I absolutely love the fact that you've just embraced it and gone with it. And you're absolutely brilliant at it. Otherwise you wouldn't have a multi seven figure business and you wouldn't be helping as many women who need help, who are seeking help because they too want to have that happily ever after love story. For you, when you were going down that path of, you know, dating and things not quite working out, were there any kind of key moments where you were just like, Now, you know, I know that there. I'm not giving up on this. I know that there's a way to be able to get the happiness that you truly deserved.
0: Oh, my God. I think dating at the start in Germany. So I was born and brought up in India and then I... Received a full scholarship for my master's in public policy. So I came all the way to Berlin to study at Berlin's private, um, you know, top private school for public policy. And that's when I really got serious about love because in India, I was just a nerd. You know, I was just busy being intelligent, getting my grades because that to me was the code to, you know, living a good life. And yet, I think when I came to Germany, I was like, you know what? I don't just want to be an achiever. I don't want to diminish women's achievements. I don't want to diminish my own achievements, but I do believe that there is sometimes a strain of feminism that is misunderstood where women are just told that, you know, make your money, get your job, succeed. And we think that the price for that has to be our private life. Like our private lives have to suffer. And I didn't want to be that person. I knew at a very young age Yes, I want to be a massive achiever because that's what I'm born for. I have gifts to share and I will not let anyone stop me. But I also wanted a family. I wanted love. I wanted magic. I wanted devotion. And so when I started dating, the first thing I came across was lots of men just wanting sex without wanting to make an effort or make a commitment. And I think that was my first sign that, okay, something's off here because I don't want to just date to sleep around. I want to date intentionally to create a real connection with somebody I could look at wanting to spend the rest of my life with. How do I do that? So I think that was the first wake up call. And to be very honest with you, Nicola, there was a time when I was dating and I was just putting all the blame on the guys. So I would just say, oh, men are intimidated by my brains. Men don't like a smart woman. Men don't like a woman who has big dreams and, you know, wants to make money, change the world. And it wasn't until I met a man that I thought was the one for me. The connection was electric at all levels. He was celebrating my brains. He was celebrating my success. And then two men, two months into the connection, he said to me, you know, you're an amazing woman, but I can't give you what you want. And I think that was my most humiliating, heartbreaking moment. I mean, different people have different levels of pain. For me, that was the threshold of the pain I could take. And that was the night where I was ready to give up on love, where I thought this whole topic is just too painful, too, too, too dramatic. Like, I don't want to get into it. I might as well just control what I can control, which is my career, my success. But I woke up the next morning and I was like, that's not you. And maybe it's time to reflect, you know, how are you participating in the dynamics that you are receiving? And so I think I, that was the time when I took personal responsibility for myself you see it's so tempting to say we are amazing we are exceptional we are brilliant and there's nothing wrong with me and everything's wrong with the person i'm i'm dating or with or in a marriage with but i think the real control that we have in our love lives is not by pointing fingers it's actually by taking responsibility for which part of the equation can i control which part of the equation can i step up and take more responsibility for and doing that changed my life because I saw where I was participating in dynamics that were not good for me, where I was showing up in my masculine, where I was really pushing, controlling, being insecure. And I had to heal all of those things and face all of those things to bring in a healthy man and to be a vibrational match for healthy love versus toxic love.
1: Yeah, it sounds like there was a lot of inner work that you had to go through. And I think we all do. It's like any part of anything in life, we there's lots of things that we need to almost unpeel. It's like layers of an onion, isn't it? Let's unpeel it so that we can then, once we've healed everything and we've sorted ourselves, then we can go on and be happy. Is that what you help the women that you work with? Is that what you help them do?
0: So I developed a trademark six-pillar love success framework process, which is basically a summary of the six areas where I felt like really paying attention made a massive difference to the results I was getting with men, to the results I was getting in dating. And this is the six step process that, you know, I take all my clients through inside Elevate, which is my six month signature group coaching program, where we help ambitious single women attract empowered masculine men and women in relationships and married ladies elevate the connection in their relationships and basically create the relationship of their dreams, because that's what I believe it's all about. It's about learning the skill of what healthy love in relationships look like. And I truly believe with all my heart that any woman can learn the skills of what it takes to be healthy yourself and to attract a healthy partner. You see, the whole idea here is that love, dating, marriage triggers, they can feel so personal. They can make us feel like something's wrong with us. They can make us feel like everybody else out there is getting this. I am not getting this. Everybody else out there is more beautiful, is younger, is more sexy. That's why they get the attention they have. And it couldn't be further away from the truth. I think my biggest transformation happened when I understood that, you know, looks and body shape and body size and age, they're such... A small, superficial factor when it comes to attracting and keeping healthy love. And it's so much more about the deeper content of how you show up energetically, what skills you possess, how you're able to communicate, whether you're understanding, you know, polarity, which is like the foundation of my work. It changed my life and I can speak more into it and, you know, tell your listeners a little bit more about it. It is part of my six step love success framework because I think so often we think. We sit at home and we think, where the train has passed. I am too old. I have gained too much weight. I'm not attractive enough. And nothing could be further away from the truth. Yeah, I think there is, there's so much pressure
1: as well. I think when you reach a certain age, and I know this was the same for me, I reached a certain point where I'd focused so much on my career. And then I got to a point where I was just like, actually, there's one part missing. I bought a flat, I had a good career. I was everything else was like kind of tick 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 but then I realized that the relationship side of things it was non-existent I didn't have that and I think it's actually quite hard to it especially in this day and age to get going with that because there are so many different areas that you can go to I mean I remember going on speed dating and all of these things and online dating um but it's It's being able to feel comfortable enough and confident enough in yourself as well to put yourself out there.
0: And I think this is where coaching and support is so critical, because what will usually happen is women will a put the pressure on themselves to figure it out on their own, like if my girlfriend could get married by herself, why should I hire a dating expert? like Is something wrong with me so already the the pressure and the limiting story start way way before even before dating, so you don't ask for help and then what you basically do is you go on these blind dates and you go on these online dating apps. And then you just get freaking overwhelmed and you have no idea what you're doing. And usually you will collect a bag of negative experiences. You will not meet the right people. You will waste your time. You've not done the work. You've not upskilled yourself. And so I'm not surprised that you're having these negative experiences. And then what happens? You give up. You give up. You, You start and you give up. And I cannot tell you like how much our emotional tenacity is reduced in dating and relationships, not because we're not good enough or sexy enough or intelligent enough or not because we're too old, but we, we don't have the skills and we are not investing in upskilling ourselves because it is only if you stepped out on a road without having a driver's license and ever learning to drive, and then you had a couple of accidents, I can bet you you're going to be very scared getting back on the wheel again. And so the answer to that is not to ever give up on driving or to never drive again. The answer to that is to learning how to drive. And that's what dating and relationship coaching is. And that's why I think every smart, successful woman should be investing in dating and relationship support because you can cut down on the drama. You can save so much time when you upskill yourself on strategies and tools that are actually going to save you time, help you filter the wrong guys out, help you meet the right men faster, and then have the confidence to navigate all the way from early dating to a proposal like our clients in Elevate usually on average get results within a year. So imagine cutting down decades of trial and error and replacing it with one year of focus and prioritizing your love life and upskilling yourself in this aspect of your life.
1: We don't think anything about upskilling ourselves when it comes to our businesses at all. We just don't. and To a certain extent, you know, quite a lot of us don't have an issue with upskilling our mindset and things around that. But when it comes to personal relationships, I think we just feel like it's, oh, that'll work out as it's meant to work out kind of thing. And we're almost leaving it to chance in a way. Whereas what you're suggesting is that actually, if you are more strategic about it and you actually put yourself out there in the right way, because you've got to know yourself better then you actually stand a much better chance of attracting the sort of person that is going to respect you love you and as you said really really importantly support you when you come to like the whole support side of things that's everything when you're running a business as a successful woman because if you don't have a partner that is 100% on board it can feel very difficult and it's like quite negative energy that you've got in the same space
0: Absolutely. And just to give you an example of the difference between somebody who has support and somebody who doesn't have support. So one of our Elevate singles group clients, you know, she had a guy ask her out to come watch a movie, Netflix, um, and he is going to make her some dinner on date number two. And she got really pissed and she's like, oh, this is so low effort. And this is like, this is, they just want sex. And that's why they invite you on home dates so early. And I'm just going to dump him. And we were like, okay, slow down the train. You're in elevate. This has been negative experience from the past. And you have no idea what this person's true intentions are. This is not a red flag. Sometimes in dating, you just need to ask for what you want and see how a man will respond to that instead of making assumptions about his intentions and, you know, jumping on the bandwagon of he just wants sex. And so we said, don't get triggered. Just say, this sounds like a great date idea for the future. For now, I'd love to meet in public. Is that okay for you? And he was like, sure, anything that makes you feel comfortable. And all her fears and triggers were suddenly resolved because she saw that it was just about upskilling herself to ask for what she wanted versus, again, repeat a familiar pattern of just judging, getting triggered, dumping the guy based on an assumption that they all just want the same thing. And this person today is, I think, seven months into exclusively dating the guy now, and things are moving towards an engagement. And so I think we just don't understand the blind spots we have in dating and why certain experiences keep repeating and why things don't work out for us. And when you have that support, when you have an expert looking at your situation and saying, hey, don't do that, do this instead, the results you can manifest from that is just incredible. Like, it's like, collapsing timelines of decades into a year or two. And I guess it's like anything,
1: isn't it? Because when it comes to telling your story and putting yourself out there and and when you're looking to get yourself into the media, it is all about building strong relationships. It's all about that relationship building. And okay, so your relationships with the journalists aren't likely to be romantic in any shape or form but it is about having those strong foundations knowing yourself enough knowing where you're coming from to be able to build those relationships with other people does working with yourself as yes you're a relationship and dating expert but does it also help in other areas of people's lives and their businesses as well Oh
0: my God, absolutely. So just to give you an example from my my own company, like I've been featured in Forbes magazine, Time magazine, the BBC and the Daily Mail have called me the get the ring coach. And all of them came to me literally overnight um, when I shared my story about, you know, rotational dating without getting exclusive with my husband till he proposed. And they were like, what? What? And they're like, isn't that sleazy? Isn't that like weird? Is it, isn't it? that not what dignified women do? And I was like, no, you don't have the full picture. You know, just a few um, decades ago, the whole boyfriend-girlfriend concept was non-existent. Women were courted and then offered proposals. And that's what I did. You know, I come from a traditional Indian background. I didn't want to be test-driven by a man forever. If... I'm gonna first be girlfriend and I'm gonna f- then he's gonna figure out if I'm worthy of a ring or not and then probably in five years I may or may not end up being wife and I didn't want to go through that and so I just developed my whole signature process of you know women dating and holding out with exclusivity till they had um, the commitment they desired and all these media outlets and TV outlets were interested in this personal story it's incredible and it brought me to like global fame. Um, literally within the same year because everybody wanted to speak to me at the same time. And so I think the power of telling your personal stories is really what you know creates that connection, really what makes people see themselves in you, makes them see their pain in you, makes them see their victories in your stories. And I think that is such a huge bonding factor. And even today you know, I'm an expert now. Um, I cannot put myself at the same place as I was 10 years ago when I was single and struggling. But I still love to talk about my struggles from those days because my clients are there. They're not experts. They're just going through heartbreak. They're just attracted to an emotionally unavailable man and they're feeling the pain of his absence. And so every time I tell my stories, I think this is where my client also connects with me, not just as Sammy Wonder, the dating and relationship expert, but as Sammy Wonder, the woman, as Sammy Wonder, the girl who was struggling. And I think that is so powerful in terms of connecting with the people we are looking to serve.
1: Yeah, it completely is. And it is that storytelling element that's enabled you to be able to attract more people into your world as well, because they understand how it is that you can help them, they've seen that you've been through it too. Let's just go back a little bit because I wasn't aware that you had done that in terms of, um, like, basically dating. While you were dating your now husband, you were you were doing you called it rotational dating. Tell us a little bit more
0: about it. So rotational dating is pillar number four of the love success framework. It's the fastest way to meet your husband um, and not be a girlfriend that is being test-driven for years. If a woman wants to be girlfriend, no offense. I mean, we're not here judging women for their choices. We're just talking to the woman who's impatient, who wants to have her family, her kids, and that ultimate connection and commitment. And she wants it fast, not over a decade. So I um, talked about this concept, Business Insider took it up, and then it was a big hit with Huffington Post and Time. And basically what it was, was that I was at around the two month mark, Chris said to me, my now husband, the love of my life. And he said to me, this is going really well. Where are we going? <laughs> and I said what do you mean where are we going? Now this is all me being clever <laughs> because I had done the work and I knew that I did not want to be the one pushing the relationship forward it should be the man's idea that's how he stays committed to it and he stays committed to the pursuit of you when it's his idea versus your idea you see previously I was always the girl who was be, who would be like so where is this going are you seeing somebody else do you have feelings for me do you like me what do you think about us And now I was this woman who knew that if I just held my energy strong, at one point, the man is going to ask me that question. And I wanted him to ask me that question. Until he doesn't ask me that question, I'm not going to assume there's anything here because there is nothing here till he asks me that question. And so I had a smile on my face when my husband asked me, so where is this going? I was like, okay, that goes into my process book. And I was like, well, we really like each other. I really like you. And he's like, would you like to be my girlfriend? And I said, what does that mean? I was happy being girlfriend back in college. I was happy being a girlfriend as a teenager, but now I'm looking to be wife. And, you know, I am looking for my forever person. And unless, you know, I'm your forever person, I think it's fair that I keep my options open. And he's like, what? I remember the look on his face, you know, so annoyed and irritated. Nothing. Nobody had ever said that to him, you know, and I went home that day. It was a very somber day. Like the whole mood shifted and he was quiet. I was quiet. I could feel like he was thinking about what I had said. And so he said to me before he dropped me home, he's like, so that means you're going to keep seeing other people to like give you a ring. I was like I'm not going to be sleeping around if anything gets really serious I will let you know before but yeah I'm going to casually accept coffee dates cinema dates from other men till you know that I'm the one for you not just for now but forever He's like but how can you know that without being in an exclusive relationship I was like I'm I'm going to make all the time you need to know for you if you like want to see me you want to meet me you know I'm going to make all the time And then he just went back home and I didn't hear from him for three days. So I thought he had disappeared. He was gone. And I was, I cried a bit. Like I I liked him and I was like, you know, men get to decide if we are not the right fit for them. You know, men get to decide like how serious their feelings are for us. You know, are they ready to walk that path of fire for us, you know? And then on the third day, he sent me a message saying, hi, I would like to see you again and, you know, understand more, you know, what you're looking for. And I was like, yes. And then basically we dated, um, I think, towards the first four months, there was still another man in the picture. You know, I wasn't sleeping around, but I was open to, you know, going out with him. He would send me gifts send me flowers. We would meet and then there came a time, I think, around the four month mark where just Chris got so aggressive, he would just book all my time and not like not like leave anything open, you know. And if um, he would come over and see flowers on the desk, you know, he'd be like, who's that? Like, who's I'm like, just somebody, no threat, don't worry. You know, but I'm just going to be single till I'm claimed. I'm going to be single till I'm claimed. You know, I don't want to lock down my options and then be at your mercy on whether or not you you think I'm worthy of being wife. And he proposed at the nine month mark. We went for trips together before that. I held out with the sex. I, I don't teach that as a rule for my clients, but that's more because I wanted it that way. Um, inside Elevate, we support our clients, you know, to not, Ideally, not have sex at least until the three month mark, uh, because that's what gives you time to emotionally bond, which is like what you're looking for. You're not looking to jump into something based on physical attraction only. You're looking to create something meaningful. And physical attraction is not hard to find between two attractive people. What is harder to have is that foundation of values emotional connection, knowing and evaluating that this person has an open mind, that they're not going to be like an impediment to your success, your ambition, you know, that they can be that kind of man that you could imagine living your life with. So I think it's a powerful evaluation mode that you're in, in the first few months of dating. And yeah, it's just... It's just incredible. Like he proposed, and we've been we celebrated our 10th marriage anniversary. We have two beautiful boys. Um, I think the success that I have today, so much of it I owe to my husband as well, because of the love and safety and foundation of security that I have in this marriage. Because let's face it, entrepreneurship is a roller coaster emotionally. And you know, I remember having this client um in Elevate. Um, who signed up because she just had an $80,000 month and then she was like, but I don't have anybody to celebrate this with and I'm still sitting here alone and I want that. And I keep telling myself, you know, my money is enough, my success is enough, but there are those key moments in life where you just go like, no, I want more And it takes a lot of vulnerability to say that, to even admit it to yourself and then, you know, do something about it because yeah, it evokes hope again. And we're all so afraid of hoping again because when we hope again for love we know we might be disappointed and so most of us just avoid going there altogether but yeah that was my story of rotational dating and the whole world was interested in it at one i'm point. not surprised <laughs> i'm
1: not surprised and uh, the thing is like in, during those 3 days did you think oh maybe maybe i have blown it here maybe he has gone
0: because th- different people can react in different ways right to be ready for that. And I was ready. I I had come to a point and I think this is what's going to get you results inside Elevate for those of you, you know, who will be, you know, hopefully, you know, looking to join us. You have to be in that space where you have to trust in your worth and your value so much that you know that the right man for you will want to be with you. I mean, I literally handed my husband the jackpot. In other words, what I was telling him, if you propose to me, I would say yes. But till you do that, I'm not going to lock my options down. So, you know, I think when you understand the power of what we're doing here, we're just, we're giving the man the jackpot of having you and you valuing yourself enough to know that you're the jackpot that anybody would be willing to work for. And of course, it doesn't work for some men. Of course, it also doesn't work for some women. And, you know, in Elevate, we're not about rules. So my love success framework, I think any expert who gives you rules, you must do it this way, doesn't understand the nuances of the human experience. So we're all about empowering women with choices. Rotational dating gives you more choice. That's how it's empowerment. And there can be cases even inside Elevate where women say, you know, I'm going to be exclusive after three months. I'm not going to rotationally date all the way to the ring that Sammy did. You don't have to be semi to be successful at love. You just have to be in your own empowered energy. And so I think the most important thing is to rotational date at the start, because that's when most women put blinders on, meet a good guy, get exclusive in date three, date four, date five, sleep with the guy, and then realize, oh my God. He's actually not serious. His effort is not there. And it's like, why did you lock yourself so quickly, girl? Like you should be dating around. You should be evaluating. You should not be jumping into quick exclusivity. So for some of our Elevate clients who are not comfortable dating all the way, rotational dating all the way to the ring, we lost them to just rotational date at the start so that they have a lot of options. And we Invite them to not get exclusive quickly because quick exclusivity is often for men just a ticket to have sex. It's like, oh, she's my girlfriend. She's attractive. Now I'm going to sleep with her. Be my girlfriend. That's a very small price for a man to pay <laughs> to get sex. And I didn't just want to, you know, sleep, be called a girlfriend without evaluating is there effort? Is there connection? you know so i think it's the the current model of dating is so damaging for women you share your body quickly with men who just so many times don't deserve to have that
1: and when it comes to let's broaden out the conversation beyond dating because there will be some people that are happily married in long term relationships and they're they're all sorted and everything else and they're listening to this in terms of building Business relationships and looking after people when it comes to business. Do you have any tips around that as well so that people have something they can kind of take away, even if they are already in a loving relationship?
0: I mean, if you're in a loving relationship, um, that is already such a huge victory. And I think in business, I think authentic relationships is what matters. So I always believe in the principle of give before you take. Um, you know, if you want to collaborate with a big influencer, like think like the influencer. Um like my inbox is always full of people who want to be exposed to my audience, who want me to collaborate with them, who want me to pitch their offers and become an affiliate. And I think people don't understand, people don't think like that person. If every day you get somebody who's wanting something from you, you're just going to get guarded and shut down. And you just sort of for Like, don't read those messages. And then every once in a while, there'll be a person who will not ask you for anything, but they'll tag you somewhere on Instagram and they'll say, this person is awesome. And you'd be like, oh, thank you. That's generous. Or, hey, I did this woman's course and, you know, Sammy Winder amazing. Check her out. And you'd be like, oh, who said that? And it's like, if you give before you take. You are far more likely to stand out in the world of business and relationships versus you know being that person who's always asking for something. And I personally find that I'm far more inspired to give generously to people with whom I have authentic relationships, um, even if it's just for business sake. You know, like there are friends. Whom, whose audiences are far smaller than mine, but that just doesn't register for me. It's like, I'm going to promote you. I'm going to vouch for you because I know you're a great human being and I know you like do great work in the world. And I think if we just sort of treated business relationships more from that place of authenticity and caring and giving versus you know always asking, what can I take from this person or what can I get from this person? Because that person that you want things from they get those messages every single day and they're like tuned out. No, it's
1: very, very true. And I think that works really well with journalists in particular. Like if you actually go to a journalist and say, well, look, how can I help you? I could potentially talk about this, 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 and this, but what is it that you're looking for? And I'll see if I can help you along those lines. Immediately, a journalist's interest will be piqued because, hang on a second, this is someone that doesn't necessarily want something. They want to try and help me find what it is that I'm looking for. And I just think if we approach relationships in that way, I think it's like anything. Like when you're building business relationships, when you're working with journalists, whatever else it is, it's just a really great place to come from. So, Sammy, if someone wanted to find you, wanted to find out more about you and, and what you do and the amazing stuff that you do in terms of helping women find their ideal match, where can they look you up?
0: Yeah, so I'm all over the internet. You just have to spell my name right S A M I W U N D R, Sammy Wonder. And you can go to my website, um, lots of amazing trainings and blogs there for you to read and consume. You can also follow me on Instagram at Sammy Wonder Coach. And we do have a free training for your listeners, uh, Nicola. It's called Three Powerful Shifts into Feminine Energy because a lot of the times, ambitious women have nailed the masculine energy, doing, giving, planning part down, but it's the feminine energy that feels really vague in marriage. How do I implement it on my man, on my partner, in dating? How do I show up in my feminine? And so we have a link in the show notes for your listeners who are looking to dive deeper and understand feminine energy in romantic relationships. Amazing. And we'll put all of your contact details as well as that freebie
1: in the show notes so that you can see it. Um, thank you so much for joining me today on The Power of Storytelling. It's been brilliant to have you with us, Sammy, and look forward to seeing more successes, more engagements coming out from, from your world and from your area of expertise as well. Um, thanks also, for you at home for listening. It's been brilliant to have you with us. And if you have loved what you've heard today, don't forget to rate and review the podcast because it all helps spread the word. Until next time, take care.